Welcome back. We're here with another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Your host, Dustin Lunt. And the other host, Jake Trowbridge. How are you doing this evening, Jake? Pretty all right. On the New Year's Eve Eve? Yeah. Well, it's bittersweet, because the fantasy season's over. It is. But the playoffs in real life are just starting. That's right. Go Pack Go. So, uh, kind of evens out? It does. A little bit. Yes. It, it was tough watching football this weekend with nothing on the line. It, 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 it Yeah. I just didn't know what to do. <laughs> I entered a fan duel lineup just to give myself something. Well, I got to ease out of it. I can't quit cold turkey. You have to. Yeah. I wish I would have. I was, I was lost. I'm surprised day. you didn't, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so we are officially in the non-point scoring season. That's right. That's right. There is no off-season yes. in fantasy football. Quote, unquote, yes. off-season. Yes. Yes. So um, tonight we're just going to do a little um, recap episode something light and easy uh with the holidays still yeah. going on here let everybody digest the season here so we're just going to talk about our beer bets some of the beer bets we made throughout the year how we fared yeah. on those yeah i know we've uh, paid out some of those already on, mm-hmm. on the podcast so but there are uh, many some more. of those shouldn't be surprises that's right uh, and then we're going to go over some of our bold predictions uh that we had in the off season and maybe that's go right. over some of our weekly ones talk yeah. about those how we did a light a light look back yeah. on the year yeah you know we'll we'll have a couple of these episodes that are kind of recapping things more than looking forward because you need a you decompression really yes and you, you have to analyze your year you have to reflect what did you do right what did you do wrong exactly so we're gonna have a lot of that uh on both both sides of absolutely it, to be fair absolutely um but yeah this is kind of an, it's nice mm-hmm. we gotta and this is like optimal shit talking uh, time here, obviously. A little bragging rights. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, um, before we do that, obviously, yes. we better crack one open. Yes. Although, you were just saying off air, I hope you don't mind me putting your dirty laundry Oh, no, there. I don't care. But you spent the majority of the day on the couch because yes. of all the drinking yesterday. It was. Because you have the week off. I do. I have work. the week off for yes. my job. Uh, it was a great day, even though I was on the couch all day. <laughs> I watched three Marvel movies today. It was right. terrific. There you so, go. So, yeah. That's I mean, a day. Not a bad day. You put in nearly a full eight-hour day when you yes. really consider that. So. Yeah, absolutely. It was, just it like was rough work. work. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. No doubt. But um, we... We'll be drinking tonight. You will persevere. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I am a professional. That's right. And I, I, I am need not a one. quitter. <laughs> I need one after my work day. You are just going to have to tough it out. <laughs> That's right. So we have got here uh, beer from Iowa. That's right. Which you brought over. I, I nice. did the return home to Iowa, which is where I'm from originally, for the holidays and brought back uh, a few treats. Yeah, so we've got the Slingshot Dunkel. Uh, it's a dark lager from Back Pocket Brewing. Yeah, this is something that we haven't had on air, at least here. And one that I don't have much, truly, these dark ones. I've had some Dunkels, some Dunkel Vices. Yeah, I like Dunkels uh, as a general style. And like you said, you don't see them a whole lot, whether it's out yes. at the bar or in the store. You just... Not a not a big traditional style you see, but no, uh, very nice looking beer, nice and brown colored. That's right. It's that hazy, eh, not it's hazy not brown, hazy, but, but it's, it's just, got a it's got a weird it's a weird in, intermediate color. It's it not is, quite an amber. Right. It's not quite a brown. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere in between. Mm, that's tasty. It is really good, isn't it? Very smooth. Yep. Um, you can definitely get that lager. There's that lager flavor to it. Um, 
Yeah, but zero bitterness, which yes, is which is nice. Key here. I don't know um, if I can handle any bitterness right a, now. <laughs> <laughs> not like super malty. It's like it's it's thin and drinkable. Not thin. No. That that seems like a pejorative. It's, well, but. it's like your light lagers essentially, but it's got a little bit more flavor to it because it's got those darker malts yeah. to give it that color. It's so a it does add, Yeah, yeah, adds a little bit to it, but it's not thick or heavy by any stretch of the imagination coming in at 5.3 so just respectable yeah Yeah. again sessionable beer now is is dunkel anything like drunkle which is a drunk uncle it could be is this kind of like that it could be it could be one in the same okay a dunkel could be a or drunkles drink dunkles say that five times real fast there's the bumper sticker We found it, you guys. We found our first bumper sticker. All right, but that's a good one. Highly recommend yes. going to get it if it is available somehow near you. Yes, yes. Very good beer. I would have multiples of those. It was very good. Well, you only get one. <laughs> All right. Uh, so do we want to spend just a little bit of time here reflecting in earnest on what we did right and wrong, just from a pure... I think we should. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think it's important to let our, our listeners know that how we do in our leagues. Yeah, how do we finish off in our leagues? Yeah. Is there any trades that we're especially proud of? Any draft picks that we are depressed about, mm-hmm. etc. Like what just just the quick high and low lights, I guess, from our season. Yeah, I'll start us off here. At least Please at least how at least how how I finished. Um, I took the ship in one one dynasty league this year. Um, so I was very happy about that obviously in our redraft league. Uh, mm-hmm. I took second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it came down to the wire. It, yeah. It really did. came down to the wire. It was, yeah. it was a close one. Thanks, Aaron Jones. I love you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't be thanking Aaron Jones. You should be uh, cursing Jameis Winston. Well, yes. Yeah, he kind of screwed me over. But, hey, ride or die, baby. That's he, right. He was my guy all season. This time you died. Yeah, that's but, right. But it could have gone the other way just as that's easily. Right. So. so I did well. I did well in two of my leagues. Took mm-hmm. fourth in, in the other Dynasty League we're in together. That's so right. Our joint just missed dynasty. out on money. Yep. Um, which is that stings more than the second place, really? Because it's yeah. like knowing I was just that close to getting yeah. paid out again. But and it was your yeah. first year in the league, Correct. taking over an orphan team. It yes. would have been a great Cinderella story yes. to come in and just whip ass. It really uh, with would that have. team. You still, I mean, not too shabby. No, no. Yeah. So first overall, year. I'm very happy with For with sure. uh, my seasons here. I'm not. <laughs> I know. I, I turned into rebuild mode very quickly uh, in both our dynasty league that we're in together uh which was just a series of unfortunate events you did like you, on paper of, you had a very good team and it just oh, it felt so good at the beginning of the year just one of those that just didn't work out it did not work out just bad luck bad timing bad trades injuries injuries I mean, just it, it the all whole thing yeah it up. It was and it, so i ended up second to last but that's a weird league where even getting second to last place does not secure you the 102 mm-hmm. in the next year it's, yeah, it's very odd. it's on potential points very not... strange yep um but that that was just yeah it was bad and then another league that i took over this year first year orphan same deal just started rebuilding trying to get that the bones solid in that one which i feel very good about moving forward which is great that's always good took third place in a in a super flex startup this year which is all right it's not it's not first but it's something in the first year though that's that's right in our redraft league man we'll talk about some of that later but <laughs> some disappointing draft picks yeah actually do you want to say what your let's talk about redraft okay and just in terms of draft picks yep your top and bottom best pick worst pick um i would say is it one in the same could it be Jameis? 
It can be one <laughs> no, and the same. No. Dr. Think, Jekyll and Mr. Winston. I think my worst pick was probably... I think I took Duke Johnson in the fifth. That was early. Yeah. I don't feel it like it was that early that you took him. It was in the fifth Maybe or sixth. Six. It, it, it was fairly early. It was early. Um, yeah. that, that's one that sticks out because I dropped him after about four weeks because he did nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other one is I drafted Todd Gurley in the second like first pick of the second round, uh, not that he had <laughs> not that he had a terrible year. He was an RB two, so sure. not terrible. But I was hoping for that rebound season yeah. where he would come back and, and you thought be he was going to be a steal. I did, I really did. At that so point. that was a little disappointing. Yeah, um, I would say probably my one of my best picks is I hate to say it, probably Jameis. Because uh, I got he him won you more games late. than he lost you. Because I took him in like the tenth round, I believe tenth mm-hmm. or eleventh. So I got him very late um, as a yep. as a starting option, week in and week out. Yeah, um, I thought that worked out pretty well. Agreed, agreed. He, it's like you said, you just got to ride that roller coaster with him, but you got to know that he has the potential to be the QB one every single week. Because and I also of his got volume. Mike Evans in the third. That was a hell of a steal. Do you want to say that as a tandem? You can just say <laughs> yes, that you got the, the Winston Evans stack. Yes, so which that is was great. Very that nice. looked great majority of the weeks. Exactly, exactly. What um, about you? Well, I think my best pick as a no-brainer was Lamar Jackson and I think 10th or 11th, same deal there. Yeah, that one. Studly, just absolutely studly. But I think my worst pick was my first-round pick because I was on the clock and had the opportunity to choose between CMC and Alvin Kamara. Because you were second or third overall? I believe that I was second overall. And Saquon Saquon had gone. first, obviously. Uh, as he did, but I do recall in this offseason as I was going back through some things saying Saquon was not my number one. Uh, that's not a victory lap necessarily, but I'm I'm coupling it into this sandwich because the decision that I made was so poor here that I have to <laughs> highlight it somehow, but I chose Camara over CMC, which is just terrible in retrospect. In retrospect, but Camara was injured. He missed, what, three, four games? He did, uh, and he just so, didn't, didn't then, look right. Yeah, and he, you know. he didn't look good until the last couple games of the season, once mm-hmm. he came back from that high ankle sprain. Once like I had Barkley. no use for him. You know, Barkley did the yeah. same thing. He had the high ankle sprain. Yep. Didn't look like himself until the last couple weeks when he finally got healthy. And That's right. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is, and it's bad. But, yeah, it doesn't uh, feel good. No. <laughs> so, But successful just because, first of all, I'm never going above four leagues again. I feel like this year was the perfect amount. Last year, I had an extra couple added onto it, and it's just too many for me. I don't like to be one of those people who has a million leagues mm-hmm. because I want the rooting interest to be there exactly. when I'm watching yeah, it. Yeah, that is fun. It's one thing to be all about the numbers and to just, if you're doing it straight up for the money, I understand that. So I understand when people have dozens of leagues for that reason. But for me, I like to be able to watch a game and not have to root for and against every player. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Know? I had that in my um, the league that I won the championship in. The opposing quarterback I was going against was Jameis, mm. and that's who I was starting in our redraft league in the championship game. Yeah. So it was one of those Sophie's choice. Like, I need to get happen? twenty <laughs> points in this league, but only five points in this. Yeah, league. you know, so it gets yeah, bad. It, it, it gets messy. That's a little too much for me. I, I, I do like to have that vested interest in it. You know, yeah. it just makes it more fun. Exactly, and that's why I try and double up on players in leagues if possible. Because mm-hmm. a, I like to believe in my process. So obviously, if these guys are there, I'm going to draft these guys or mm-hmm. trade for these guys. Uh, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't, like this year. <laughs> but it does uh, compartmentalize a little. Mm-hmm. Bit. Um, beer bets. 
Yeah, we had... Let's talk beer bets. We had, what, about 10 of them, it looks like? We did. Uh, More than I thought. Yeah, throughout actually. the uh, off-season. Uh, very early on, episode 6 was our first beer bet, and then yeah. obviously just kind of made them throughout the off-season and during the regular season. Yeah. Uh, so let's go through these really quick and talk about our wins and losses. Yeah, how these how these shook out. So the this, first one, this, we've talked about this yeah, so many times. Yeah, I don't feel... I mean, you shouldn't feel good about winning this one. Oh, I do, because I won. Because <laughs> it's it didn't work out well for either of us. It doesn't <laughs> like <matter>. we planned. <laughs> no, no, no. This was not the high scoring, uh, top tier bet that yeah. we imagined yeah. it would be. Um, <laughs> so we wagered who would have a better overall finish: Robbie Anderson mm-hmm. or Sammy Watkins. I went Robbie. You went Sammy. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a version of our my guys. Right. Right. Um, and. <laughs> God, Sammy looked great week one. <laughs> oh, I thought you had it locked after week one. Uh, and then he put up a total of 10 points throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, it was... And so it ended up Robbie Anderson, wide receiver 38, Sammy Watkins, wide receiver 46. Neither even a top uh, 36 yeah. option, wide receiver three tier. But you did win that one, so won. congratulations, sir. Thank you. We will pay these out sporadically throughout the offseason. Yes. Yeah. Maybe not even on air. Correct. But if we do pay them out in the world, we'll make sure to videotape it and put Absolutely. it up on Twitter. Yeah. Absolutely. So the next one we had, um, you said that Cam Newton would finish worse than QB 13. I said he would finish better. And I won. You did. But he only played two weeks. <laughs> I know. Come on. It does How do you feel take bad. a victory lap on that one? I, I mean, I, I'm going well, to. Obviously. Because we didn't have to. the injury clause built in. Correct. If we had an injury clause built in, I Correct. wouldn't be doing it. But just, just to put my own mind at ease i did because i knew he only played two games so i did what the the average <laughs> finish was and he was still down at like quarterback 38 so i still feel fine with it not great but fine um so then we went ahead this was interesting mm-hmm. i completely forgot this one existed um and i i, I wish that you had to <laughs> it was we put an over under mm-hmm on how many games Daniel Jones was going to start for the Giants in what I thought was Eli's farewell tour. And so we put the over-under at six. Mm-hmm. You did. And I uh, I took the under. I, I didn't think that Daniel Jones would start six games. Because you love Eli that much, isn't it? I love to ridicule <laughs> Eli too much. And I can't do that while he's on the bench. It does. It, there's no sportsmanship in that. Correct. There's no gamesmanship. So, um, obviously, he started basically the whole season, mm-hmm. save for like two games. Mm-hmm. Something like that, or, or a handful, whatever. Yeah. He, he, yes. <laughs> he was the guy. Yes, uh, and looked good. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I uh, drafted him in my my one dynasty league. Got him in the fourth round, so I feel pretty good about that. One QB league, so but it's yeah, it's good uh, good trade trade value here. Yeah. Once he uh, he did better than I even thought. Oh, he would, absolutely. Uh, I think with, like, better than line. a lot of people expected for so. sure and especially with as we said saquon was in and out mm-hmm. with injuries and yeah still held up well you know looked yeah, like absolutely. a rookie but <laughs> it's good yeah so next one here we already paid this one out very mm-hmm. early in the right. season um i said patrick mahomes will go 101 in our redraft league in our qb heavy yes. though just one qb league yes yep. but he went in the 111 so yes. uh which is shocking and he was the first quarterback. Yeah, it's just hasn't happened in end. our league. Yeah, that sounds so probably shocking for different reasons for people listening because typically people won't even think about quarterbacks until like round three. Exactly. You know, and then it's like maybe occasionally people jump in there for a Mahomes type, but not first round. But typically, yeah, 101 mm-hmm. was reasonable. Reasonable to say. 
I'm just glad it didn't work out that way. I know. So now here's one that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, we had this discussion not on air. We had it at a bar while we were watching a Packers game. I'm pretty sure. And we decided that the Packers would have a 1,000 yard guy receiver. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I said that the wide receiver two on the team would have under 800 yards, and you said they would have over 800 mm-hmm. yards. Well, here's the thing. The number one receiver didn't even get 1,000 yards. I know. So that invalidates the entire thing. Which, Devontae, you know, again, missed games. Three yards away from a 1,000-yard season. It's this would have been sad. one for the good guys here. Because uh, the next in line was Alan Lazard with 477. Which, most of that came in, like, the last, like, four weeks of the season here. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, he really came on. So. It's been abysmal. Yeah. Um, so that one's tough. Not a victory lap that I want to take. No. Uh, for our rooting and, interest And I expected here. the offense as a whole to be much more productive than it has been and not struggle quite as much. Damn. So, it's been gross offensively. Yeah, defense so has been amazing, but offense, yeah, it's not looked good. All right. Um, and this one was a, a tough yeah. one. Um, you said... Six or less total touchdowns between Watson and Mahomes. I think yep. that was the week they were playing each other. That's correct. And I said that they would get more than that, and yes. they did not. Just barely, though. Yes. I believe it was five. Yeah, it was, I believe it was close, five. but yeah, yeah, it was too bad. Yep. So I already took the took the beer on that You did. One. You took your lumps here, and I took my lumps for this next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I said that over the stretch of games, I believe it was week 11 and 12, that Marvin Jones would accumulate 150 total yards uh, over those two games, this is the most fun I've ever had with a beer bet. With a beer bet, let alone a beer bet that I lost ultimately, <laughs> because in his first game he put up 22 yards, yeah. and I said game over. I felt good after that first game, right? And then or the I second felt, game, I felt relatively good. Let's put it that way, <laughs> yeah, because you can always go off. Well, the second game happens, and right until <laughs> the bitter end, he went off for like 120 yards in the first half or something mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, right? it was. Would go on to get one catch the entire rest of the game. Fell short by two yards. Oh, that so one I missed felt good. Up. Yeah. So there we go. All right. Next one we had was Sam Darnold versus Matt Ryan on a given week. Um, who had more fantasy points? You had Darnold. I had Ryan. And I uh, lost that I won one. that one pretty yeah. handily, yeah. I'm just going to say here. Yeah. There's a common thread with these I just want to point out of me winning by such wide margins and you squeaking in by the by the skin of your teeth I'm just I'm just saying I'm maybe it's that because up. I take a little bit more risks on these bets and you're oh, you it safer stop it you stop it <laughs> uh, alright um, oh yeah here's one that we have not paid out yet which no. I'm sure you will be very happy to do I am very happy about this and here's why <laughs> again again alright I said that David Montgomery would be a top 30 running back between weeks 13 and 16 because he had such a slow start. Right. He had so much promise. And I thought that was obvious. And he finished running back 31. God damn it. That's unfortunate. See what I mean? See what I mean? Skin your teeth. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) You will not take this one. Uh, I already paid this one out. You were all about Mike Kosicki for the first two weeks of the fantasy playoffs. He had such a great schedule. He didn't, <laughs> which is what we argued. I about. know, but uh, in your in your mind's eye, he had good matchups, and in my mind's eye, they were a poopy. Uh, and you said that he would, uh, excuse me, I said he would not be a top twelve tight end in either of the weeks. Either week, you're right. Not collectively, either week. First week, tight end fifty three. Yeah, so not even close. Second week, tight end fifteen, obviously closer. Uh, that one stung. But I felt so bad after making that bet because I just immediately regretted it thinking why did I say top 12 tight ends are awful 
Of course he can do that. Uh, even with bad matchups. Right. But he didn't. No, so, he did not. Another so. one for the good guys. So just in, we voided that, that one out with the Packers because, again, didn't get that initial requirement. Um, total wins on the year for me is six. Total wins for you is three. Yeah. But also, in doing my research for this episode, I found that way back when, this was episode 21, it was early in the season, we had decided that the weekly bold predictions should also come mm-hmm. to some form of beer bed. If one of us actually happened to get one on, mm-hmm. the other person had to drink. I forgot about this almost immediately after. I don't know if you did as well. Oh, I totally forgot about this. <laughs> and so I went back, and this transitions very nicely into uh, our bold predictions mm-hmm. talk. But weekly bold predictions, I had a couple hit. You also had I one had hit. one hit. So. so just adding on to the tally, yep. which I love. Do we want to talk just really quickly about our bold predictions and why we chose these? Um, I don't know. If we just talk about our hits maybe here, the ones we got right. Oh, you want to be that guy. Yeah, why you not? You want to be that guy. All right, that's fine. Well, I'd love to because I had a couple. First of all, it was a long wait it for was. any of us to get these hits. Yes. Yeah, week 11 was the first week God, that's that we got it. So We're too bold me- for our own good. I say, we're just doing bold predictions, so... But we want to be accurate bold. True. We don't want to just be stupid bold. I feel like we're a little we're bit... We're not hot takey bold. No. No. I would never say that about us. I'm sure other people might, but I personally would not. Um, but in week 11, I did say that Jimmy GQ would throw four touchdowns versus the Cardinals. For he a had, second time. For a second time. He had done that in their first meeting. Mm-hmm. And he went ahead, threw four touchdowns. Yeah. Felt real good. Felt real good. The very next week, I felt like I was building here. <laughs> I felt like I was going to be unstoppable for the rest of the year. Uh, but in the next week, I said that Allen Robinson would have his first 100-yard receiving game since week one. Mm-hmm. And he put up 131. Yeah, nice. Felt good. That does feel good. <laughs> And then my lone bold prediction victory. It's so, it is so perfect what the topic of this is, too. As we were saying, my lone victory here came in week 15 Mm -hmm. with my ride or die of the season, Jameis Winston. I said he was going to have 350 yards and three touchdowns in week 15. Mm Mm-hmm. He actually had 458 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, so he fucking blew, that blew out of this. Water. It, in retrospect, now doesn't even feel that bold. No. Knowing what he did the last two games of the season. Yeah. But at the time, he yeah. had been in a lull again. Yeah, yes. So that felt good. Absolutely. So uh, for the weeklies, that means two extra payouts for myself mm-hmm. and one for you. And I've got one. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so, But in our offseason, we wanted to be bold in the offseason, too, with admittedly less information Mm -hmm. than possibly we should have had. Um, But we came at it from the angle of, well, let's pick a position and let's just make a bold take about it. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, And and it was fun. I had a good time Mm -hmm. doing that. Absolutely. Uh, I didn't have as much fun reviewing them. (laughs) No, no. Going over these today, it was very disappointing. Like, oh. What what could have been? Yeah. Because it just drilled in so much. 
as we're going to talk about in the upcoming episodes mm-hmm. of what what we missed, how we face planted. But it's just there were certain guys and certain narratives that we were so in on, mm-hmm. and it's almost embarrassing to look back a little bit, at least speaking personally, um, about some of these, and just like man. When you go all in on something and it doesn't pan out, it just haunts you perpetually. It's rough. It is. Um, But my quarterback bold Mm -hmm. prediction, I'll start off with the good one. The (laughs) one that I nailed. Uh, I said that Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, not so coincidentally, both of my quarterbacks in our redraft Mm -hmm. league, um, would combine for 1,000 yards rushing and 15 rushing TDs. Mm -hmm. I remember at the time you said the 1,000 yards was not actually that bold. Yeah. But it was the touchdowns. Right. Yeah, that, that I thought was the bold part of it. Yes. Well, you were correct because <laughs> they combined for 1,716 yards rushing, which is absurd. And most of that was Lamar. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. 1,000-plus yard season. Incredible. He did mm-hmm. that part himself. But then 16 combined yeah. rushing touchdowns. Yes. That was that was well done, sir. So it feels good. Yeah, it should. That was a little good. Yeah, mine, not so good as far as quarterbacks goes. <laughs> Uh, I thought Matt Ryan was going to break that odd number year of sucking mm. as far as on even number years. He is lights out MVP type. I thought this was going to be a year that they broke broke that chain. Yeah. Uh, so I said he was going to finish as a top three QB again this year. Yeah. And he finished number nine. Not a bad year by any stretch of the imagination. He finally but, went middle ground for once, uh, which he never does. He's right. normally complete opposite ends. Right, right. So, so, yeah. Still didn't get it, but... That's disappointing. It wasn't outrageous. And again, these are bold predictions, so... uh, That's right. It it is what it is. Now, I did come close on this one. You did. But close is not good enough. No. Unfortunately. Uh, I said that three running backs that were drafted outside of the top 20 from consensus ADP Mm -hmm. uh, would finish as RB1s. Because it seems to happen every year. Guys get injured. It's one of the most uh, consistent positions where you have to deal with mid uh mid-season switches mm-hmm. at the position um two did fall into that category austin eckler and mark ingram rb4 and rb9 those guys crazy. were not touched uh in the first half of most drafts no, absolutely not so yeah yeah it was all right <laughs> absolutely Yes, and mine for running backs was Saquon was going to repeat as the number one overall running back again this season. Obviously, that did not happen because CMC is a machine. On He's fire. He's incredible. Yes. And Saquon missed three games. So yeah, that didn't help, obviously. No, but when I went through, I was like, okay, say he would have averaged his per game average over mm-hmm. those three games. Yeah. Total it all up. He still would have been like number six overall, number five or six, something like that. So still one, I mean, and not even sniffing the number one spot because CMC's numbers were just insane this year. Uh, better than yeah. everybody's ever, basically. Yeah. Um, except for like LT. Yeah. He missed it by like two points or something like that. Uh, now, well, he's just going to have to come back next year and then That's break right. it. I don't know about that. I don't know where I'll be drafting CMC next year. It's it's going to be impossible for me not to take him right away because you have to because of your buyer's remorse from this year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and just he's undeniable for at least one year. Mm-hmm. Like Dynasty, I don't know if you want to sell him high, maybe, but uh, oh, he's going to have to be the number one overall pick next yeah. year. There's no no way mm-hmm. around that. Um, for my wide receiver, old prediction here in the off season. 
another Robbie Anderson special because mm-hmm. that was my boy. Yeah, you were all in. I was all about him. I said that Robbie Anderson would be a top 15 wide receiver. Uh, yeah, as we discussed, he did not get there. He was not even wide receiver three territory. Um, he did once again do what he does, mm-hmm. which is in the playoffs. He yep. came on. He came on hot. Yep. Because he, that's what he does. He was like Derrick Henry for the last couple of years. Yeah. He basically, you know, you can just let him sit on the waiver wire yep. until right before the playoffs start. Yep. Pick him up. Insert him in your lineup. You're gold. That's what I'm going to do <laughs> next year. I think I've decided on that. I won't get fooled again. Yeah. He was wide receiver nine over the course of the fantasy playoffs. All right. So my wide receiver bold prediction. I got close on this one. I got I got really close. I So it was the Rams would have two wide receivers in the top 24 and a third wide receiver in the top 36. So we had one wide receiver, number seven. Yep. Second wide receiver, 16. So, hey, got that. Yep, you're rolling. And then the bottom fell out, and the next closest was 66. Brandon Cooks. Injury. Which I wouldn't I don't, even I don't, blame it on injury. I, say, I don't think they would have gotten there no. just because the Rams' offense as a whole just – looked off all season Jared Goff didn't have time to throw um it was sloppy yeah yeah, it's just most of the time Cooper Cup looked incredible for about four or five weeks oh yeah lights out I thought he was on his way to being Mm -hmm. the number one wide receiver on the season honestly like I thought he could be the guy who would compete with Michael Thomas Mm -hmm. for that and then yeah whatever happens it's just like they they switched out his shoes with uh, with penny loafers mm-hmm. or something. He just couldn't move. It was awkward to see. I didn't like it. Almost as awkward as that description itself. <laughs> um, and then tight ends, because we love hate to talk about tight ends. Uh, I predicted that two rookie tight ends would finish inside the top 15. Which is just, I, I don't know why. I know rookie tight ends don't do this. Even with the high talent uh, and the draft capital spent mm-hmm. on these guys, I should have known. I should have known. Um Hawkinson, Fant, yeah. Smith, these guys. 19 and 24, Hawkinson and Fant. So it's not like they had awful seasons. But but from tight end perspective, right. if that was switch that to wide receivers mm. and it's suddenly 1924, that looks a lot better. It does. Than for tight ends, which does. drops immediately after about but tight end eight. I feel like that also gives you a little hope for next season. Oh, absolutely. Because like Fant really started to come on the second half of the season this year. We're like First half of the year, he did nothing. No, he couldn't. He had butter. When it was Joe, hands. anyone knows Joe Flacco. They mm-hmm. just couldn't connect. Yeah, at all. Yeah, Hawkinson. Obviously, he ended up on IR, but he flashed mm. early. Yes, which was nice to see. So yep. hopefully, there'll be some more consistency there. Next so I year. traded for him in one of my dynasty leagues. So yeah, I, I mean that was bold, but I've said dumber things. Let's yeah. be honest. Well, you have. <laughs> yeah, not as dumb as my tight end. Well, <laughs> yeah, prediction. that's, that's kind of so. True. Mine was Eric Ebron finishes in the top five for tight ends, finished number twenty five, and I put the asterisk there that he did miss four games this season. Yeah, I don't get. He would have been close. <laughs> he, he would not have been close whatsoever. So uh, unfortunate yeah. because I feel like. We made this these bold predictions before mm-hmm. we knew Andrew Luck retired. So I was going off the that basis that Luck was going to be there throwing the ball this year. Not yeah. that I'm trying to make excuses for why this didn't work. Are you sure? Because it sounds like it. I'm just trying to justify, maybe. <laughs> okay. Okay. AKA yeah, no, making that's excuses. That's, yeah. No, it is fair. And obviously, if Andrew Luck had been there, that offense entirely, all of it looks different. Top absolutely. to bottom. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, let's not talk about Andrew Luck. 
One of my biggest trade regret was trading for Andrew Luck about two weeks before he announced his yeah, retirement. Yeah, that's just unfortunate timing. Uh, that really is. It's not what you want. It's not ideal. Mm-mm. Will I do it again? I mean, not with him specifically, but I'm sure I will well, I make say, a I bunch not, of boondoggle trades. <laughs> that would be unfortunate on your behalf. I still haven't been able to drop him in the league that I have him in because he's on IR. Right. And there's three spots available, so it's just well, I, you, I, can't I think do you it. have to hold on to him if, you, if, if you're if you're if you have the luxury of being able to hold on to him. Yes, I would. If you don't have IR spots or they can't carry over from mm-hmm. season to season, especially, yeah, drop him. Um, but you never know. Exactly. Maybe right. he gets the itch, and he goes, "Oh, well, I mean, if fucking Devlin Hodges can play football, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I should be able to play football." Absolutely. So, how do you feel overall? About what we went through here. I feel like the season was a success overall. Yeah. Um, obviously, we didn't hit as much as we'd like on our bold predictions. No. But we'll get otherwise, they wouldn't be bold. Eh. Well, I mean, if you're knocking them out of the park every week, yeah. then clearly you need to reassess what you consider exactly. to be bold. Or you need to buy all the lottery tickets, I guess. Well, that too. But yeah, you know, I think we're taking the right approach with these. Yes. Which is to not take them too seriously. Exactly. But just seriously enough that it's not bullshit. Exactly. We want it to still be somehow valuable information. Yeah. Like I said, I don't want to be hot takey just for to be that guy that just shoots fire and, I hate you know, those just. Guys. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Nobody did. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Some people do. Some well, people do want to be that guy. Because they are those guys. And I don't like it. No. Neither. <laughs> so, um, I think we have to, we have to ask. At this point, to you, dear listeners, as we move forward here through the off season, and as we're kind of recalibrating and rethinking things and moving forward, is there anything that we're not doing that you want us to be doing? Yes. Is there something you want us to discuss on a more, especially in season, for sure, on a more regular basis that maybe we weren't covering? Yeah. Or we should be spending more time on something specifically topic related for the off season mm-hmm. here. Yeah. You know, would be great. Yep. Yeah. Is is there something that you want a specific bent on strategy? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe you want us to talk more about trade strategy. Maybe you just. Maybe you just want us to list our top ten at each position. Right. You know, uh, which I would say probably won't do that on the podcast, but we would post them to Twitter. Correct. Which you had been doing. Yes, uh, I did. I did my preseason year. projections. Put that out there on Twitter. I will be following up with that here as we get into the off season, and you're going to be pretty excited to talk about some of your hits. I think from those rankings, yes, one in particular because I got just trashed, just you, trashed. You got drugged through the mud, but I came out victorious. I feel like so that was good. You did absolutely so. So, so keep an eye on me on Twitter. You know? <laughs> yeah, you'll be seeing a lot of those eyeballs go towards. I, I was telling you off air, but to my listeners. I just want you to know how petty I can be sometimes, because as we're talking about what what we did right and what we did wrong, I want to be balanced too. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not only going to pat myself on the back. No. But, but when it's due, I will. And so there was a certain uh, sector of Twitter which was like 90 percent, from what I can tell, <laughs> that did that took big umbrage uh, to me saying that Odell Beckham would fall out of the top eight wide receivers mm-hmm. just for this year in redraft. And so I, I didn't comment. On it, I didn't make a giant deal out of it, but I did go back and like every negative comment <laughs> about it. Which is the best little Just dig. Just a little... Little dig. A little tiny way to do it. That's that's yep. how we do it passive-aggressively uh, yes. in Wisconsin. Yes. Anything so, else we want to talk about? I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like we got anything else this week. Like no? I said, kind of a shorter episode. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's the holiday week. We don't need to get... Don't be too far into We're it. We're all know? recovering. That's right. From holidays, from drinking, from the season in general. That's right. And we're loading up for the, hopefully, you have somebody that you can still root for mm-hmm. in the real NFL playoffs. That's right. We do for at least two more weeks. That's right. Because that's nice. Um, we're only 120 minutes away from the Super Bowl. What? Oh. Oh, the Packers. <laughs> yes. As a, I was just doing the math. And it's like, I know I'm not this bad at math. I know there's more minutes than that in the day. Yes. No. No, okay. no, no, no. Okay, perfect. The Packers. Yeah, that's fair. When we I say we, way. I obviously mean the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's really my bad. I should have known that right away. I'm, I'm off my game. Which is why we did an episode like this. That's right. Nothing too research intensive. That's right. But we'll be coming back firing in the in the weeks to come. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we will talk to you in the new year, the new decade. That's right. Um, you can find us on Twitter, the podcast, at Drinking Fantasy. You can find me at FF Dusty Dog. And you can find me at Jake Trowbridge. And until next time, be safe over this uh, New Year's. That's right. And keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Yeah. Happy New Year's, FFers. 